Welcome to Modeling Empowered Narratives Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jacob Hale. I'm your other co-host, Trey Mosley. And welcome back. Uh, it's man. been a long time coming, man. We uh, <laughs> haven't been slacking off, I promise. We've been we've been struggling, trying to get equipment, trying to figure everything out with everybody's schedules, things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's been going on vacations. Uh, the boys went to the Ozarks. I actually went on a cruise <laughs> with my fam. All right, we'll, 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 we'll get to everything. First thing, yeah. Okay, first things first. Always got to do the housekeeping stuff. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at underscore men the podcast. Right, right. Again, always posting new content. And if you're not following it now, I highly suggest that you do. Again. So much cool stuff that we've been working on behind lots the scenes. Lots of videos, that we're, that lots of just different on. snippets yeah. of everybody. Well, we're not going to tip our hand, yeah. of course. Uh, but for sure, just for a lot of people who think we've been slacking or just we're just not taking it as seriously, um, you know, we're just really excited about what's coming and it's going to put in all the things. rest yeah. for sure of what we've been trying to work on. Um, and then also shout out to our sponsor. Uh, Mark Hicks, go ahead and give him a follow at Mark Hicks. Uh, so he is a exclusive a sneaker, shoe, yeah, yeah sneaker guy type thing. He gets you any guy. type of shoe you want. Now, uh, just to let you know, uh, there is no discount. Yeah, there's no deal. He's uh, he's a he's a reseller, but you yeah. got He's a good reseller. But he's you, a friendly reseller. It's worth paying full price for sure. He's got everything exactly. that you need and more. So go ahead and give him a follow. Show him some love. Right. You better he's stop really shopping great. on StockX. They're going to sell you them fakes. You better stop playing. Go to yeah. Mark Kicks. Oh, yes. He's got the real deal for sure. Um. Yeah, man. So I guess let's let's get on to. Kind of, because people are wondering, yeah, like, what, we what got have we going been doing? On, right. well, what have you been doing? Because it's been a while since we've actually gotten you yeah, on Yeah, I've been um, getting my stuff together. Finally got first big boy job working at Children's Hospital. There you go. Uh, I start next Monday. Then on top of that, fam vacation. We went on a cruise. We were down in the Caribbean. And that was, it was a lot of fun. We went to the Bahamas. Then we checked out. The Dominican and Puerto Rico. That was long cruise, longest I've ever been without using my phone. Crazy experience, oh, nonetheless. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it must be tough not being able to get your uh, what pictures going. I mean, uh, like you don't even understand what it feels like to not have your phone after having your phone for so long until you actually do. Yeah, like it's it's crazy how much we actually use our phones on a day to day basis. Half the time, I didn't even know what time it was. It's a day. different normal, but it feels right. Also yeah, at like the same it's, time. it's it's like it's it feels good, like you can do it. It's a good change of pace for sure. Definitely, yeah, man. Uh, definitely welcome or not welcome. Glad to have you back for sure. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just. Lots been going on, man. All right. How was the Ozarks for you? Our, the boys trip, <laughs> man. We got to talk about it or something. I missed out on it. What, okay. what is going on? All right. So a little backstory. It's been somewhat of a tradition between our friend groups, even before we were friends. Yeah. It was kind of a tradition where our separate friend groups did. And then as we merged together, it was kind of like, like oh, just yeah, you do that like, too. Exactly. Oh, that's right. awesome. We got a link. The thing is, is that uh, going down to the Lake of the Ozarks, if you haven't been, is a crazy fun time during Memorial Day and during the 4th of July. You know, the whole area pretty much triples in population it's everyone like goes down there different just, dimension just almost. partying it's like it's like old school spring break 
with like um, MTV type of thing, right, you know, right. where everyone's just doing crazy stuff, backflips and junk. Just all and, over the place. Yeah. So that's pretty much what the Ozarks was. And I, again, uh, what happens at the lake stays at the lake oh, for sure. Man. And definitely uh, I witnessed some crazy things and experienced some crazy things as I do every time I go there. For the but you stuff. for sure got to go with friends. You can't yes. go by yourself or with your fam. You have to have friends there. Yep. And uh, even though they'll never, maybe one day they'll listen to us. Uh, shout out, of course, to Shady Gators. If you ever go to Lake of the Ozarks, you go know to Shady, Shady Gators, Gators okay? is. Go to Shady Gators. There's, uh, you know, there's actually a couple celebrities there too while I was there, which really? is actually pretty interesting. Yep. I Who ran, was there? Well, I ran the Michael Porter. Really? Yep. He had a section at Shady Gators. Oh, man. Good old <laughs> boy. I also ran into T. Higgins and oh. Isaiah Simmons. Okay. Now, I think I only approached actually Michael Porter. And that was because one of my friends was also friends with him. So, so it was an appropriate setting. Right. Uh, when I usually see celebrities, unless it's someone I really like, like if I saw Kanye, like I'm going to say something. Right, but, Kanye. but if it's just a normal celebrity that I just recognize as a celebrity, I tend to not try to go up to them only because I just know how weird it is, especially if we're all drinking and having right. fun. And I feel like my no approach, who he is. yeah, I feel like my approach wouldn't come off with the type of friendly approach I normally would, especially right. in a setting like that where everyone's it's just loud, partying, of just... course. So I just let them have their peace, mm-hmm. essentially. But yeah, man, you just, you never know what's going on down there. It's, it's a fun time, but you wanted to hear a story. So yeah, let me hear, let me hear some. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a funny story, of course. So, uh, we were down at Shady's, as you imagine, and it just closed. And what happened was my driver was in the position where he wasn't able to drive. Uh-huh. Which do not drink and drive. Do not Big drive man. under the influence. Don't ever do that. So he couldn't drive. Of course, for me, I didn't drive. So, so I wasn't in a position to, to drive, it, right. of course. So it was in a position where I knew I had to walk back. Mm-hmm. And one of my good friends that was with me, uh, he's he loves walking back he's a big that's a walking thing. Let's type walk. of guy let's do it if you can figure out who it is right we don't drop names no but, name drops <laughs> yeah so it was one of those things where it wasn't even the question i just came back i'm like hey i don't feel comfortable um he's intoxicated uh he's probably not gonna drive i'm not gonna drive you want to just no walk back with me risk it like oh that. no not at all so he was obviously like yeah let's do it so we're walking back Listening to mm-hmm. old school Kanye Got and, to. and R&B and things. But it was it was cool. It was a little scary because there was no lights. And you're out in the lake, so it's pretty much the Just wilderness in between dark, places. Right. So many woods. Yeah, but 30 minutes later, 40 minutes, I think. 30 or 40 minutes, we ended up finally making it back to the place that we needed to be at. And... um yeah, yeah, man, definitely. That's why you got you got to go down there with people that you know and people that uh, you know have your back. Yeah, because like you, you just trust. never know. Like I said, it's a crazy time, but also every now and then you need that one person that's going to keep everybody safe. And that kind of yeah. like rolls into the segment of like what we're going to talk about is just like finding friends and like those friends, and you can talk more about that. Hill. Yeah. So the topic that we're bringing up is supporting your friends. So. 
This is very interesting because it is a hot topic, but it's so it's so hard to understand because it really is There's a real thin line and it's yeah, like it's different for everybody. It really is for sure. So I guess we'll start with trying to get an understanding and I'll go first in what I think it is. But the question starts off with what is the goal of supporting your friends? Right. Like, like what why is a good it? friend? Like why, why do it in, mm-hmm. in general? The basics, there's intrinsic and then there's outside value of why you're doing it. Right. So the outside value is it's natural that you want to elevate the people that you care about. Exactly. Same, you know, your friends are extension or really good friends are an extension of your family. Yeah. You know, you find your close group, your circle that you've been with for years, you know, they may know some things about you more than your own parents. Do. Exactly. And so it's like you naturally are who you hang around. So naturally you would want to support them and bring them up. And everyone has that dream, especially as a kid, when you're with all your friends about someone making it, someone being successful. Exactly. And then bringing everyone up with them or everyone being successful. Like squad cars, everybody driving the Lambo. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so that's that's the outside value and kind of the goal that I feel like everyone has when it comes to supporting. And then the inside value, to a degree, and kind of paying back off of what I just said, is that you also want to elevate yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yes, to a degree, there is a little bit of a self-value in wanting to have friends. And that's okay. You want to have a good circle that's going places, you, people like who are like pushing that. you, people who are, have things going for you, people who are able to help you in certain situations. Make you a better um, person than you were before you met them type thing. Definitely. And me, me and Jordan have had a conversation about it before and... Again, it's a very thin line when you describe it, but I always said that uh, your best friends are always something that brings something of value. Right. Now, the value is the question mark because you determine what the value is. So Jordan's response to that was, I don't think that's true because I know friends that the only thing they have is that they're funny. I was like, well, then that in and of itself, that's the value that they're bringing and why they're talking to you or why you're talking to them. If they brought nothing, if it was only mess, uh, if it was terrible vibes, if you always felt worse off every time you hung out with your friends, first of all, this is your wake-up call right now. Go get new friends. (laughs) Right. You don't (laughs) need them. Second, it's just, you know, they just wouldn't be your friends. Like, naturally, you would just not want to be around them. They just wouldn't be your friends. Right. And piggybacking off what you're saying is, like, even if how Jordan said, I know friends that are just funny, like, Sometimes you might be having a bad day and like you need that funny friend. You need somebody who will pick you up, make you smile because you're in one of your bad days, one of your down days. So having just a friend who he might not do anything else for you, but he's funny. Like that's something that still has more value than somebody than I would say, like somebody that, you know, who has money and just brings you around because they got money. Because yeah. they don't really bring you up. They just do stuff with you or buy you things. Like, that's just materialistic. You, I would rather have a funny friend than a rich friend, honestly. Right. And I understand that. You know, of course, I'm sure there's people that disagree. Oh, right. <laughs> but, I mean, not everybody has the same values. But I definitely. just personally think I would rather have the good times than the money and the gifts and things like that. 
For a sidebar, I think I have everything except the rich friend. So <laughs> I'm either going to become the rich friend. Taking the applications. I got I to gotta find someone. <laughs> but uh, when you talk about bad days, though, in all honesty, that's one of the more important things. And what I want to start with is how do you support a friend that is sad? Right. And when I think about someone that is sad, I think of temporary. So mm-hmm. if it's of something of serious importance or something of a mental illness, like consistently sad on right. months something and that's years prolonged, type thing. like we've always mentioned in this podcast, we are very, very positive and we're very um we support going and seeking all help. mental illnesses, all mental illness, going to therapy, yeah. like well, understanding you have depression or something like that. That's right. like far beyond the reach of just having a bad week or a bad day or things like that. And the reason why I say that is because no matter what you do as a friend and uh, something of that nature where some type of chemical imbalance or something that traumatic, the best you can do is mitigate how low the person can go, but you can never really fix the person. It's very, that's a very tough thing to do outside of some type of professional help. Exactly. And that's, that's the reason why I want to set that as a clear parameter is that in the case of the sad friend, this isn't prolonged sadness. This is a, of a temporary event where this person needs to be uplifted. Maybe it's a bad day at work. Maybe a family member has passed away. Maybe something financially has gone wrong. So now that we set the parameters with that, the now real we're question dive into like what really is a sad friend and how you can actually help that sad friend. Right. So a question that came up or that we, me and Trey were discussing about this is that when it comes to supporting the sad friend, there's a difference between enabling and helping. Right. And it's tough, but I figured you'd take a swing at it first, Trey. Like, what would you? What is your advice to say you don't want to be the enabling friend? You want to actually try to help this friend. Well, first off, we just got to break down like the difference between the two. Like enabling is like being the add a guy, like things will get better, not actually like giving outcomes, things that they can do, steps that they can take to actually make themselves feel better. Just saying there's better days ahead, like you'll be all right, which there's nothing wrong with saying those things, but you also want to provide substance with along with saying like there's all the grass is greener on the other side like things like that whereas if you're trying to help somebody like I had a friend actually a couple weeks ago he was talking to me about like he was having some troubles and he was feeling really down about a certain situation that he was a part of and he reached out to me asking me to help him like get through it and like what he should do and like think ways to make him feel better about his situation that he was in. And that's more of a helping side versus just me saying it'll get better. Like you'll be all right. Like I actually gave him like things that he can do and like things that helped me in the past trying to like connect myself with him and more make him feel like it's not just him being like alone or by himself. Yeah. And I think the most important thing what you're saying with all this is that you have to avoid the being generic. You have to be mm-hmm. authentic when you're wanting to help. So right, like putting your personality yeah, into it. You have to be able to go past the surface, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, as in it's so easy when you hear something, you can say the same five things every time. Like, dang, it'll that get sucks. Better. You're it'll right, get better. Bro. Yeah. If you need anything, let me know. But I'm here no, for you. Like, right. And there's no, substance to that at all so you have to be willing 
to push the boundary, push the surface and go deeper to be more authentic in your approach. And on top of that, in my personal opinion, I think there needs to be some type of time limit to it. Not the one that you necessarily put on him, but an internal time limit that you right, set like to yourself. Right, like a ticking clock in so your head. So if a family member has passed in this scenario, right, and you're trying mm-hmm. to help them, in your head you should think, okay, I'm going to do what I can to, let's say, in, uh, check back in in about two or three weeks and see if he's on a better track. If he's the same or if he's significantly worse, you know, that's that's a time you have to, okay, I need to change my approach. Right, I need to like do, something. do something. I need to do something different to try to help this person. And then another two weeks or so go by. If it's still getting worse. That's either, when you definitely have to either involve parents or professional help or right. just just approach them. Be like, hey, like, can we meet up? Like, I really want to talk to you about your situation. Like, just making sure that you take the extra steps instead of just keep just checking in and saying, oh, well, I'll give him more time or he's I get it like he's griefing, things like that. Like right. there's still amounts of time where you have to go and start doing something. And I think it's one of the hardest things in the world for guys to open up. Mm-hmm. I agree. One of the hardest things in the world. I That is something I don't think any guy I've ever met has truly mastered that at all. Mm-hmm. So I would say when approaching this, you have to approach with care. Yeah. You have to understand the first time it might not break through. If you know there's something wrong, but they just you just can't get it out of them, just be calm. Don't start pressuring them. It's a again. very tough process. You just mm-hmm. have to be consistent and you have to be direct, which is like, I know there's something wrong. If you ever want to talk about it, I'm you here for you. To. You know, we can try to work something out, work resources. And then on top of that, you have to mean it. Part of the reason why it's so hard for guys to open up is the fact that they've had opportunities in the past to open up, but the people who they open up to, they just didn't listen. They, they didn't follow through at mm-hmm. all. They didn't care or they cared for the time, but they gave the generic version instead right. of actually trying to help them. And that's the most damning thing for any guy to go through is for them to actually bring out their emotion to someone, you know, lay it all out there. And the person is indifferent. Yeah. Just feeling like you're not heard. They only at least try, you Mm -hmm. know, trying goes a long way with all of this. And again, the situation is tough. It's uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, that's your friend. And you have to be willing to go through that with your friend. You have to be willing to go through the bad along with the good. It can't always be a good day. And taken from what Jordan said last podcast, you have to be comfortably uncomfortable. Right. You have to be able to get out of your comfort zone, step out of your happiness to be able to help your friend become where you're at in that state of good mental health and good things like that. And if you are the sad friend in this scenario, that's a good time to really determine uh, or assess the type of friends that you have in your life. I think it's a big red flag if you have 10 or 15 people that you all hang out with, but on a sad day, there's no one there. Nobody's checking up on you. Or you're not in a position where you feel like you can even talk to any of them. I feel like that's a big red flag. I think that's a time for you to take a second, see what type of friends you have, maybe course correct if you need to. Or Exactly. Or even you just not even just completely changing your friends, just reach out to one of your friends and be like, hey, like I'm kind of feeling down, like kind of how my friend did for me and just right. 
Like, see if you have somebody who will be able, somebody who can be like your anchor, somebody who can be your fallback guy. Just trying to find those things. So that way, if the different things happen, because life's hard, everybody knows life's hard. And you just have to make sure that you have somebody. It could be parents. It could be friends. It could be girlfriend, anything like that. And making sure that you have that fallback person. And I think something that's even harder when it comes to talking that someone sad is going on to the next thing that I wanted to mention is how to support a friend who is unmotivated. Right. Trying to figure out how to motivate that friend. Like maybe they have goals and aspirations and they tell you those goals. Right. But like they aren't doing the steps to do to accomplish those goals or to try to figure out what they need to do for X, Y and Z to make that happen. So an unmotivated friend to me will be someone who clearly has very clear potential that you can see. So maybe it's someone with raw, let's say for a football analogy, because I feel like that's easy. Someone that you know could be a starter, someone that you know can be an All-American, but you see their work ethic and it doesn't match up to the The goal or the talent that they can have, right? And another point to that is is just in general untapped potential, Mm -hmm. right? Now, when we start with this, this I have to have a confession with this. I think... One of the worst things you can do when talking to an unmotivated friend is you can't force your thoughts and your opinions onto that person. So you can't live their life, essentially. You can't make them work as hard as you do. Right. And with that being said, that is 100 percent one of the biggest flaws I have currently. I am very bad at that. And any of my friends who listen to this, they can attest to it. I'm very bad at coming in an endearing way of wanting to motivate you to do better. Like making them work like you work. Right. And the issue is, is that for good or for worse, people can't do things like that or they want to do it their own way, which is fine. That's just not their style. Right. And it's not a tooting my horn or anything like that, but you do just have to realize in general, it's like not everyone is you and not everyone can work like you. So you just have to accept that and make them at least put them in the position for them to find their own way to achieve the, the goals that they want to achieve. So I know that is a huge issue of mine and I promise I am working on it <laughs> for sure. But you, you know it too. And, and Jordan knows it too. You know, uh, when we talk about corporate and things and as I've said in the podcast many times, I do have a side job and the way I always come across, you know, when I talk about it, I have to check myself now. It's like, okay, you got the job. Now you got to go do this extra thing and, right. and, and start these hobbies and stuff. And of, of course, and, and Jordan said the same thing to me. He's like, dog, I, I'm not doing any of that. You know, like I have a, I have a life. I have a thing I want to do. And, um, it's just one of those things I need to take a step back sometimes because I am coming in a very helpful, enduring way of wanting to actually elevate my friend. But it's not constructive at all. Right. It's coming from a good place. It's just not, you're just not saying it the right way to certain people because you do have to talk to different people different ways. And bouncing off of what you were talking about is talking about how you have, you are certain people who work certain different ways. Some people can do great things with little amount of work. Then you have some people who need the maximum amount of work because they don't have as much talent going back to football. Like I have, I've met millions of like receivers. I was a quarterback. I met millions of receivers who could not, not run routes all the time, just come out in the game and just two touchdowns, 150 yards off the rip, just like it was supposed to happen. 
And then I have, and I know other receivers who work out every day. I actually had a, I had a former roommate. He worked out every single day because he knew he had to, because he wanted to be the best he could. And he knew that he wouldn't get there unless he worked out every single day, twice a day. He ate right. I, there was times where all, all the Quincy boys know who I'm talking about. Uh, there was times we would sit at the table and he would have a mountain of spinach just sitting on his plate. And it wasn't like he was big or anything like that. He was probably the most ripped person I've ever seen. He probably had 5% body fat. He would still have a mountain of spinach there and be eating like a rabbit. We'd all like joke and play with him. But like at the end of the day, we knew he was trying to go for something. And we knew that he had his goals. Yeah. And you just have to, you, at the end of the day, we're all coming into our own and we all still have a lot to learn. Right. So when it comes to supporting an unmotivated friend, you can't come from a pers- perspective like, you're the all seeing, like, you know, it all, like, you know, because nobody knows it. You don't. And you just have to make sure you, especially for me, because I'm the worst at this. You can't. It's very hard to motivate and criticize someone at the same time. Mm -hmm. Where they come with constructive criticism. Well, constructive criticism to a degree isn't really criticism. It's more of just like, point, I mean, yeah, you're pointing out flaws. To this but it's thing, like but a helping hand. I never it's like, th- come on, yeah. bro, you can do better than it's this. It's just very hard for me to consider it as actual criticism, mm-hmm. especially how it comes off. So I just never consider it as that. Yeah, I could be very wrong, but <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling with it. I don't think constructive criticism even counts as criticism, especially how I know I communicate, especially when I want to motivate and want to communicate. I say a lot of criticism that I don't need to say. And that's something I really need to work on and need to stop doing because I really just want to motivate you. Right. But my way of going about it can be so flawed. It's almost like it seems like I'm looking down at you when that's not the case. And that's not what I'm trying to do. Exactly. And bouncing off what you were saying was that like with the constructive criticism, there are different ways to go about constructive criticism. It doesn't always have to be like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Or like we would have a film session going back to football. Obviously, we would have film sessions and our coaches would be like, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Like that's one way for constructive criticism. They're not attacking you. They're attacking like the actions that you're doing. Right. But then there's another way it's like, you can talk to your friend, like maybe you have a friend who has a job, but doesn't take his job seriously. It's just contempt with just having the job instead of excelling at the job, trying to be like employee of the month. They're trying to increase their like pay or whatever, trying to get um just hot rehired at different jobs, trying to motivate themselves, like move up in the company, things like that. And you can't just be like, hey, like just because you got the job, you got to do more. You can be like. Like, don't you want to do more like with your life? Don't you want to have don't you have bigger aspirations than just getting a job, like having a good paying job, like things like that? It's just finding a way to separate being like like assertive versus like inspiring in a way. Definitely. And one of the big things that I'm learning, which even got me to the point where it's like I need to make a change in how I'm approaching things is I've realized that my actions have stretched so much farther than anything I've ever said to my friends. Mm -hmm. So they're at a point where some of them, they've been talking about it. They're like, man, you know, um, I ended up getting a second job. You know, I ended up doing this. I really enjoy it. You know, I, I always wanted to be a bartender. Now I'm a bartender on the side and things. And inadvertently, 
I can argue that it inspired them. But at the same time, you know, the end goal wasn't me to have credit and be like, I'm right. You just wanted them the, to be Yeah, better. the end goal was for them to elevate. And now as they're elevating, you know, they're enjoying what they're doing. It's a lot more fun, obviously. It's stress relieving. Making, yeah, stress relieving. For sure. So, so do you think those are the same friends that you talk to? Like, what are you going to do next? What are you, what are your next goals? Or do you think that they just watched you do it? And then they were like, well, if he's doing it, I'm going to do it too. Like, I'm not going to be the one who don't do what he's doing. So I think how it went down, and this is all speculation, but I feel like this is the course of how it went. Right. Just what you think. As I was saying it, they understood, but the tone was so bad going across it that they tone they shutted me out. So like it felt like I was talking right to message. a wall and then there there's like it's like a stone wall that keeps screaming back at them, right? Right. And then I stopped talking and the more they thought about it, and it, it's just one of those thoughts where it's like, well, I see him doing this and he looks like he's having a lot of fun. I think I'm actually gonna try it. Right. Like and I then, see him doing well, like right. let me do well too. And that kind of leads into our next topic is talking about how to talk about successful friends and how to like encourage successful friends and not be the jealous friend who's mad about the successful friend. Now, this one, this one's tough because, you know, it, it, this is probably the thinnest line of all the line of all the spanning topic topics for sure. About, right. Because on one side, it, it really varies on what the success is. But let's say you guys are normal. Let's just say normal. Like you have a good job and everything. And then you right. have one friend that let's say is in the league. It's like, how do you give him praise like that? But he's also a 1% type of dude. So it's like, mm -hmm. how do you give him praise? But at the same time, don't look like you're an idol to him. Right. Like, like how, do you, how do you not be a yes man? How do yeah. you still motivate him without anything that he says is God's word? That's everything. No matter what, he's never wrong type thing. Definitely. And it, I, my big advice on that now, like I said before, it's not like I know a particular person. Like I'm not cool that much of a friend of someone that's actually in the league even though i know some people um i think the best way to go about it is at the end of the day you have to stick to the roots so when you talk to it you have to remember that person's still a human being mm -hmm. he has faults just like you do you know he has concerns he has issues so become that type of friend or become that group of friends that still brings him back home and I think a great example of this was the Kanye documentary. Mm -hmm. So the Kanye documentary shed a light on one thing is that every time I looked at Kanye and everything he was doing, I always thought he had bad people around him. And he might actually still have, like, he probably does have bad people to a degree around him. But his core friends that he came up with in Chicago that brought up with him, they still treat him like normal Kanye. And Kanye still treats them like, like it's they're, just they're the same just thing. Like they're back in high and school. And to a whatever. degree, that's a sense of home to them. So in the documentary, if Kanye ever had a problem, he would call those guys and fly them out. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just need you to be here with me. And right. that's that's his sense of normalcy. And that's a big thing if you ever come across or if you're ever privileged to where one of your friends actually does make it to a status and has good amount of wealth and things, make sure you stay that same level of being at home for him, be level-headed for him, be willing to say something if he's doing something wrong. Or if you see there's a straight error, be willing to come up and be like, hey, you know, this is what I think. I don't know if we should do that. 
But as we get to that, you also want to do not want to become that person that that tries to one up him because Mm -hmm. he's successful. Right. And I bouncing on what you were talking about. I have a lot of friends that in high school I came up with and I was real cool with. I have friends who are in who are power five football players. I got friends who are power five SEC basketball players. And I still talk to on the daily. Like I have I have friends who I went to high school with, played ball with. We did everything together in high school. And now I got friends in the G League. I got friends in the actual league like it's just different levels. And it's to the point to where like for I'll use one example. The most is that me and uh, my friend who played basketball at Florida, we still talk every day. And it's not like we're talking about like, hey, like how dope is it to be in Florida? How cool is it to be playing for Florida? Like what kind of stuff do you get? Like yada, yada, yada. We don't even talk about like basketball, really. We more talk about like we're messing around. Like we talk about playing the game. We talk about like what's happening like what they're doing after like sports like things like that like we don't even like the day-to-day like we just talk about like stories back in high school like it's not like I'm idolizing him it's not like I don't think I'm not proud of what he does because I always I tell him I'm proud of him I'm tell I'm proud of like when he plays like I watch the games and all that stuff and like it's like the same thing when you're posting on like Instagram and you see all the people who repost people's Instagram stories and all that and they're like good job big bro like adding them and all that stuff I don't think there's a problem with that but like like personally, the way I go about it, like I post them, but like I'm not going to add them because I don't want that extra attention. I just want to support my friend type of thing. Like I want them to feel like like it's not like I'm not noticing what they're doing. It's just that I want them. I know that they're good, but they're still my friend. Like I'm not going to put them above me, even if they're doing better than me. Yeah. And you brought up a good point. You know, at the end of the day, just be normal. Yeah. It's like he's always your been your friend. Just just be normal. Just act like, you know, it's it's still life. It's still normal, everyday things that are going on. Yeah, like yeah. that's still one yeah. of your really good friends, even though he's yeah. doing big things. Like, you, st- of course, you support him. And of course, like, you're happy for him and you're so thankful that he's doing all these things. But, like, you still have to treat him as your friend, not as some big superstar because that's because everybody else does that he has to have somebody who's just their friend and who's just there for him and just being able to talk to him type of thing at the end of the day no matter where you feel like you are in your friend group where you feel like you're at the top or at the bottom you know you never know what influence you have on the group and what you can do for certain people in the group exactly so just because you're not what you would think is the top dog or maybe you're not you don't have the most money, you know, there, there, everyone has a place and that's why you are friends. Right. You bring different value. Exactly. Every, at the end of the day, you bring different value. And I guess I'll start with a story about that. Um, I have a very interesting, I always had a very diverse friend group, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a very, uh, interesting friend group in terms of just dynamics. And when I'm talking, I'm talking about my friends from back home, my hometown friends, I remember I got on the phone with him one time and we were just having a conversation and it kind of just came up. But basically he talked about how proud he was. And at the time I was still in college of everything I was doing. You know, I was playing a sport. I was getting a degree. You know, I was going to move on and get a good job. And for his particular, for him, he decided he didn't want to finish up school. He wanted to do his own thing, you know create his own path essentially. Right. And I remember we had a real heart to heart about that. And it was just so mind blowing to me because I, that was the first time it ever felt like we were keeping score as a friend group. That's what it felt like. 
but it was so positive in that sense. It's that I can see that you're doing better than me, but I want to congratulate you on that and let you know that you're motivating me to get up every day and, and do, do better exactly. also. And um, like I said, we don't name names, but uh, he, he when he watches this, he'll know it's him. Definitely shout out to him. You know, he's a really great person. He's still my best friend. He's becoming an amazing content creator now. You know, he's he's getting to a point where. You know, he's just experienced a different way of life and right. people are coming up to him, knowing who he is, shaking his hand, taking pictures. And you just have to think is that it's not like I said anything to him. I didn't know anything about what, what he, he does do. or what he's doing now. But just the fact that me being his friend and going through my life and elevating myself him. motivated him to want to elevate himself. And now I look at his life now and it's like, Man, you're getting flights paid for you. You're getting sponsorships and stuff. It's right. like, and it's like that's amazing. Score, and, but like, and now I'm looking up. It's like, well, what's my next big thing? You know, like, like what now, should I do more? Right. It's like now I I want to get to that point too. You know, I want us all to be there. And at the end of the day, that's more what this is about. Is that whether you're you have, you're sad. Or whether you know people who are sad or unmotivated or successful, you know, those are still your friends. And that's the importance of supporting no matter what. Exactly. And definitely building on what you're saying with the competition and stuff. Like, perfect example is me and my brother. We both put sticky notes on our mirror. And every day we're like, we're going to see at the end of the month who has the most push-ups done. We make a tally mark every time we do 100 push-ups. And he's like, all right, well, every time you walk in my room, I'm going to start doing push-ups. And it's like, it's not like a keeping score type of thing. It's just like a, I'm doing something. So it's motivating him to do something. Like he wants to be great and I want to be great. And it's just like, you're just doing things to motivate each other. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just have to remember, you have to keep moving forward. And that's the most important thing. As a friend group, as an individual, as society, you have to keep moving forward exactly. in a positive direction. And it may not always be your time, like how your story is. Like you were up at first and now your friend's up. Like maybe your time hasn't come yet. You just have to be patient and keep working and keep trying and keep working hard and staying motivated and watching your friends do what they're doing. And that make you more motivated to be successful. So that way you have a full fan group of all successful people. It might happen at different times, but everybody ends up being successful in the end. Definitely, for sure. Well, obviously, you know, this is why I'm so glad that you came back. Uh, I feel great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this is awesome. Was, uh, uh, great. Definitely uh, missed this a little bit. Um, we're going to we're going to get things moving for sure. Again, yeah. follow us. Getting more equipment. We're oh, definitely. About to start dropping on a whole new side of things. Oh, a little, yeah. uh, little it's mix a lot up for everybody. It's a lot going on. Like I said, season two is a lot of. You build the plane as you fly it. And right now we're getting to a good point where I feel like we're about to start soaring. You know, exactly. we're, we're reaching altitude <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But um, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate um, everybody. Yeah. And we're going to talk about everybody. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at, so at underscore men, the podcast. And we really appreciate everybody who's been watching, everybody who's been tuning in all the way back from season one, all the way to now and all the new people who will start to tune in to this episode. And then we also want to give a shout out to BJ and Jordan, even though they weren't in this episode and weren't here with us today, they still, we talk to them every day. They actually had input into this episode 
and gave us ideas to move forward through this episode. And, you know, BJ, the tech whiz, he's still going to put it all together and make it sound nice for everybody. Definitely. And um, again, you know, I guess in the end, on a good note, when we talk about friends, you know, no matter where we are, we're always together in a sense, exactly. trying to motivate, trying to put our little two cents, put our little bit, whatever in there. We're all very open-minded people. So it's just, it's a great experience. This is going to be a great experience. And, yeah. you know, as season two keeps rolling on, we're we, just going to have so much more fun Exactly. With this. We love everybody who's watching and thank you, everybody. <laughs>